with Jason Podcast. Jason Carr along with Steve McCollum back for another episode here. Um, once again, I want to thank all you fans for listening. Thank you for uh, listening along on Podbean, iTunes. Still waiting for the Spotify app, but uh, we're getting there. Slowly but surely, we will get there. Definitely. Uh, make sure you also follow me on Twitter at JasonCarter03. Hit up Steve at SMAC500 and all of the other platforms as well. Instagram, Snapchat, we're at the same handles. And on Facebook at Racing with Jason Podcast. Got a lot of new Facebook uh, likes this week. Uh, I can't thank you fans enough for the Facebook likes. I think I might have to do something uh, with the guy we already have on the phone right now. Our special guest this week on the Arizona Speedway Hotline. Don't forget this weekend, Arizona Speedway will be back in action with the League and McSpadden Classic USAC Southwest Series Trick Cars invade Arizona Speedway for the first time since June celebrating the career of the Tempe Tornado. We have the Prez, Josh Shipley, on the line. Josh, how you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on. We are doing uh, fantastic. Uh, you know, kind of getting started off a little bit later than uh, what I told you, but um, I did uh, go ahead and crack open a cold one. You, uh, you got anything in front of you right now? Uh, absolutely. What, what you, what absolutely. you sipping on? I got me a little CL smoothie at Cooper's Light, so that's my drink choice the for CL after work. There you go. I got the, I got the KL smooth. I'm a nice. I'm keystoning it up right now with some bush lattes in the fridge for the uh, for the after party. <laughs> He's so You're proud high of dollar, aren't you, Jason? What? You're high dollar, aren't you? Hey, you know what, <laughs> man? You, you you try being a race announcer. <laughs> Source of being a racer. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's what I was going to say, man. He's really proud of those uh, bush lattes in the air fridge that he just like storing it for a special occasion. Well, no, so in case you didn't know, <laughs> bush light is actually during the fall season is changing to bush latte. So on the can, it's going to say latte, you know, for pumpkin spice. Latte. It's going to be bush lattes, actually. And so people just call them bush lattes. They're actually going to have bush latte on the can. So you have to buy them, right? Everybody goes quiet. All right. Well, uh, whatever, guys. I guess, I guess not. Guess not. I have my trailer, okay? <laughs> Anyways, Josh, you want to thank you for coming on, man. Some, so some big news uh, came out the uh, the pipe here this week for you. Uh, no longer going to be racing uh, in the ASCS uh, wing car. Um, so uh, tell us what's going on, man. Well, I'll actually, I'll still be in the ASCS division, Southwest. Uh, you know, I've been racing for uh, uh, Verville Motorsports the past uh about two years and uh, you know we had a, a, a pretty big financial hit this year with the uh, engine rebuild that we really weren't expecting and um, as everybody knows in racing finding sponsorship is probably the hardest part of racing and uh, funds got limited and, and um, we just had a tough weekend in Sholo and, and uh, I put the car on slid on Sunday and uh, it just uh, you know the, the financial end of it just isn't there with uh, Virgo Motorsports and, and and they were forced to uh, shut down for the season. So um, uh, we worked a deal. Uh, I'm actually going to be driving the wing car for uh, the Speed Sports number seven for Mark Clark. Nice. And uh, Alan Reville is actually going to come on board and, and uh, crew chief it for the races that I'll be in this this the rest of the year. So um, it's a really exciting opportunity. Uh, Mark has actually been helping me uh, on my non-wing car, sponsored some tires and fuel here and there. One time he didn't, I didn't even know it. Went down and bought fuel uh, from Anthony Madrid, and he's like, yeah, let's take care of and, and it was from from Mark. So um, we've been trying to help him get up to speed, and, and hopefully this can help his team out as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to this opportunity. Um, it's a beautiful race car. Um, there's a lot of good attitudes on that team, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to have some success. Yeah, that speed sport car, Mark Clarks, is definitely one of the sexiest uh, pieces out there I see in the pits and on the racetrack. But like you mentioned, you know, they haven't really uh, been up to speed uh, all year long. I mean, what are you like trying to like bring or like first race with them? I guess we'll be next weekend. Um, correct? Uh, we that's up in the air right now. Um, for sure, the first race will be the on uh, I think it's the twentieth at Canyon Speedway. Okay. I have to look at the schedule again. Um, there is a chance that I could be in it for the fifteenth at Arizona Speedway, um, but we just uh, think we're just trying to solidify everything right now. Right. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to you know Mark to talk to me. Mark actually approached me about driving the car at the Copper Classic this year, and um, I, I really couldn't give an answer. I didn't know what our situation was uh, with Burville Motorsports on, on with points. 
I didn't really want to make a change if we were close in the point series. But uh, you know what? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and we're going to gear up to win the Copper Classic. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like, moving over to, like, a new car and team, like, what kind of attitude do you uh, have to bring with you? Are you just pretty much open-minded to things that they already do? Or are you just like, hey, guys, let's, like, go ahead and do this, do this? Like, how many races does it take for you as a driver to be like, hey, this is what I need, this is what I want, let's go this route? Uh, you know, it's been different. Um, it's time that I've, that I've changed teams. Um, you know, I, I my confidence has been a little bit low in the car lately, but um, I'm looking forward to, to build that back up. Um, you know, I, I know that I can drive. I'm, I'm a good race car driver, and, and I know that uh, you know changing chassis. It's, a, it's an X1 chassis built by Ryan Linder, and it's brand new. Um, and, and Ryan's cars are really fast. Yep. And I think I don't think it will take much to adjust. Um, me and Alan have a pretty good communication, so I think that I think we'll be right on track. And with the help of Mark and, and his guys, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a great team. So you know, we, we might have a growing pain the, the first race or two but um that would just be getting used to each other and, and um you know i've been doing this a long time too so so making setup calls and telling mark what mark and alan what I, i'm gonna need uh shouldn't be too big a deal definitely definitely also uh, you're right on the facebook post gonna be doing us uh, more uh non-wing racing as well yeah you know um i still have my my Santan for desert sprint car uh i think that's what we're calling them now mm-hmm. um which was the Napa Series and also the Challenge Cup. You know, a couple of years ago, I, I, uh, I had lost my ride, um, and I wasn't ready to quit, and I actually had been saving up money to buy a house. And I was like, you know, I'm single, I don't have any kids, I can afford it, I've got some money in the bank, so I bought this car, and I'm very, very proud of it. And right out of the box, we won, and um, you know, it's got a good Bob Bishop motor in there. And uh, I think I'm gonna try to run the two-day show there on the Speedway at the Hall of Fame Classic. So uh, it's always fun running my own car, and you know the only pressure that's on you when you run your own car is from yourself. So um, it's fun, and, and you know what? It's cool to go back to the non-wing. Um, I I probably enjoy driving the wing car better because it's faster. Uh, but you know what? My roots are non-wing, so I don't mind going back behind the wheel and get a little sideways yeah i was about to ask that uh, question uh which one uh, do you prefer uh how fast exactly is the wing compared to non-wing because i mean when i watch i mean i I'm, i love the non-wing i guess hate to uh say i pick one or the other but i prefer non-wing a little more than uh, the wing guys just because i do like to see those guys you know sling it in there into the corner and all that stuff but uh, how much faster is it you know um we've I've actually paid attention to lap times, and they're consistently, the wing cars are two seconds a lap faster. Um, you know, I, I think Alan Reville said it best once, um, you pilot a wing car, and you drive a non-wing car. You right. have to be so precise with the wing car, and every move is crucial, where with the non-wing car, you know, you can make a little mistake here and there, and it, and it doesn't hurt you as bad as it does with the wing car. They're both they're both badass race cars. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. Wing car, non-wing car. I respect them both. Um, like I said, I just I think I like driving the wing car because it's it's faster. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, man. Race car drivers love to love to haul ass and go fast. Am I right? That's right. Hey, that's right. So, uh, looking, you know, kind of back on uh, your career and all that stuff, man, I mean, I remember first, you know, came out to Arizona out there at Canyon, man, you are running the uh, the mini sprint deal there. Uh, so, that was like years ago. What was that, 2012, 2013? You won a big mini sprint race. I remember that. I was like, oh, wow, this guy. And then, you know, I, I, one thing that kind of drew me to you, Josh, in particular, was like, you're one of those guys, you weren't afraid to put it where it didn't fit and if somebody came and talked to you about it you said whatever dude I got the check and like I've always loved that about you <laughs> you know I, I've never come I've never showed up for second place I'm there to win um, if you're thinking about second place you probably ought to stay home you know there's uh, when, I, when I bought my car you know I, I just told myself hey you know if I'm here to race I'm gonna show up draw my pill where do I start race my car have a beer after the races and go home and uh you know try to win and and i mean there's no better feeling in the world than winning and you know i've had a lot of success since you know i've i've been racing since i was four years old and, and it was actually kind of fun uh a guy called me from the sprint car magazine and we talked about the thing done through the years 
And it was actually kind of fun to reminisce that racing for my dad all those years and, and with my brother and against my brother and then coming up. I mean, I've raced against some of the best race car drivers in the world. I mean, me and Brian Clausen were friends when he was in quarter midgets and watching him come up to be something special. I mean, it was just a Knoxville and I'm watching somebody who is my friend. They've got the, the tallest building in Knoxville is named after him, you know. So, you know, I mean... I've raced with those guys that have the same style as me, and, and they're all there to win, and those guys make you better. I mean, if you're going to race in Arizona non-win, you want to race against Charles and RJ and Ty, Stevie, these guys are the best. You know, if you want to go, I, I want to race against Donnie Shots. He's the best sprint car driver, in my opinion, ever was. Right. So, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm here to win, and, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely is uh, the way it is. Uh, so we actually talked to your brother. Well, let me talk to his brother. A few months back? Yeah, it had been. Uh, it was the last race there, so. Last uh, sprint June car race. So, about, yeah, yeah, so yeah. about June. Yeah. Um, and uh, your, your brother, we, we brought it up, you know, we uh, asked him if there was any time that you and, uh, or him and you, had any uh, run-ins on the racetrack, and he kind of remembered one in particular. Uh, do you remember any uh, run-ins with uh, your brother Kyle Shipley uh, out there on the racetrack? You know, I remember you telling me that story, uh, and I don't particularly remember that one, but uh, I remember the first time Kyle got a big chance in racing, and it was at it was in quarter midgets out of South Mountain Raceway, and it's the, the Thunder on the Mountain race. It's at Thanksgiving time, and we were both racing the two top divisions, with light, light double A and light B, and his car was a factory car. I mean, he had the best, and, and so did I. And I remember we the first race we ran, which was a light B division, at the beginning of the race, he got tangled up with somebody, and it bent the front end. Uh, well, I went on to win the race. And after the race, Kyle was coming off the racetrack. I was in my victory lap. And for some reason or another, the steering totally broke, and he nailed the wall, and the car bounced back. And it hit me right in the right side kick out, sent me spinning down the racetrack. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? He's like, it just totally broke, Josh. I really didn't do it. <laughs> uh, it yeah, that was the game know, plan. Maybe. That was game plan, brother. I wanted to run into the wall, then run into you. That was totally planned right there. Make it look like an accident. <laughs> and then, the, you know, we had to get out of the cars and go right into the next race. And we both were the fastest cars in the field that night. And I took off to the lead for a little while, and Kyle passed me. And I think everybody was rooting for the little brother that night. And uh, we had a really good battle. When he passed me, I swear I could hear the crowd cheering. And that just fueled me some more to just get after it again, you know. And, and uh, I ended up winning that race, too. We put on a great race. I think his motor ended up blowing up. So he had some bad luck. But that's really the only one I can remember where we got into it. And then, it, you know what, there's one more. Uh, we were racing Mace Prince at Canyon. And he was in the lead, and I was in second. And I was starting to catch him. And it looked like he had slowed way down before the yellow. Well, come to find out, the clutch burned out in this motor. So we come up to the cone, and I'm ready to go. I mean, I got to make this restart count because we're deep in the race. And we hit the cone, and I nail the gas, and his car goes nowhere. And I monster truck him. And I'm like, oh, man, I was so mad at him. And he's like, wasn't your fault, Josh? It broke. You know, he was, he probably should have pulled off, but he was leading. Who's going right. to give up, you know? <laughs> he's like, I was what? pretty pissed about that one. See, this thing works. That's right. Hey, so, so when you're racing your brother, like, I would feel like, you know, based on that story, like, I feel like you kind of race him harder than what you'd race normal people, right? You know what? Um, I race him as hard as I would anybody else. You know, somebody told me once when you're out there racing, those cars in front of you are nothing more than numbers. Um, it doesn't matter if it's your brother, your best friend. You know, um, I, I mean, we race hard. We race good. You know, last year, we it was the first time it ever happened where we sat on the front row together. That was a pretty cool moment in a, at Canyon. And we took off, and, uh, you know, we, we exchanged slide jobs. We put on a heck of a show for probably four or five laps, and, and then uh, his car broke. But I wouldn't say I race him any harder. Uh, but he he's there to win too. His attitude is no different than mine, and he puts everything he's got into his race car as well. So definitely, I think it's I think it's great for the fans. I mean, we put on a show when we go at it. 
Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you definitely can't wait to have uh, the you know the Santan Ford Desert uh, Sprint Car Series back in town because I mean, definitely do like seeing your brother out there racing and running and all that stuff. Um, as we look forward to uh, you know this weekend, we do have uh, the USAC uh, Southwest Series Sprint Cars coming to town. I mean, you this kind of used to be uh, you know one of your old stomping grounds as well. You know, you made the jump from Challenge Cup back when you know, it was kind of just a strictly Canyon-based deal. Uh, won the championship there, made the jump up to uh, the USAC 360 guys, and then kind of went down. Like, was that hard? hard to uh, you know make the jump up to that and say you know what, i'm gonna go back down and do the challenge cup um it was i mean uh, it's kind of it was a little bit of a uh, kick to the ego i guess you could say um Definitely. but you know what when i did it i was proud of what i did because it was all my own it was the first time i was ever a car owner and driver first ever car owner to be honest with you and um you know what I looked at it this way when I bought the Challenge Cup car, or Santan Ford car, we'll call it now. I still went almost 100 miles an hour. I still drove a sprint car. I still did slide jobs. I still put on a great race. And I spent about an eighth of the money of what it cost to, uh, I'm sorry, about a quarter of the money of what it cost to run a USAC car. And and I liked people in the, in the Santan Ford group. I had a great time. It was a little bit of an ego boost, but, kid, but you know what? I still had just as much fun. So, you know, it was fine. I had no problem making that move back down. So, and, and then we, you know, and then I, I got the opportunity in the, in the ASCS wing car with Virgil Motorsports. So, um, it was good to go right back into the 360. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, so being a, and this is uh, Steve here. So, being a uh, wing driver, uh, what do you, where do you want to go moving forward uh, with your racing career and everything as you as you keep moving up? What's what's the dream? You know, I'd really like to race a 410 series. Um, you know, whether it be in a wing car or non-wing car. I, I, like I said, I prefer the wing car, um, but I do love racing the non-wing car. I think you can race either one that ass. I would like to run a 410 series. Um, I think the dream of, of racing for a living, uh, getting to NASCAR is pretty much out of the question because I'm too old now, but... You're never too fun. old. You just need some money. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're right. It takes a lot of money. There, there's a team in Denver that needs some, you know, you can go up there. <laughs> hey, that's true. All the that's assets true. are for sale. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> but I, I would love to, I mean, ultimate goal in racing, I'd love to run the World of Outlaws Tour. I think that would be the Sweet. ultimate. Oh, yeah, Sweet. definitely. Yeah. Freaking that, that, that's what did Ty say he would love to do outlaws? Nah, well, team? he he said, uh, Ty said, I, I believe he said, I could be paired that he wasn't, he, he it would it would be a like he wouldn't turn it down, but right. he doesn't, he doesn't want to necessarily go that route. So. Josh Shipley is actually yeah. the first driver named, uh, not named Ty to be on the show, so that's a shot in the arm. <laughs> Ty's a good friend of mine, and uh, he actually went to like I think the third, the first three nights of Indiana Sprint Week. I caught the last three night. I kind of played the system with work and was able to get back there. It was pretty cool. But uh, those guys back in Indiana, they're all badasses. I mean, you put them behind the wheel of four ten sprint car, and they're putting on a show. Oh, uh, I mean, that was awesome to see that. And, and those guys are those guys are fantastic race car drivers. Yeah. So there's nothing there's nothing to knock about a USAC national guy. So, so what made you be a uh, choose sprint cars over like modifieds or late models? Well, you know, growing up, we started in the quarter midgets, so it's a sprint car type of race car, right. I guess you could say. Um, and then we moved up to the mini sprints. I mean, that was like the stepping stone that drivers were doing. Um, we had so much success in, in quarter midgets, and, and it was like we were just kind of stalemate. We were, we were, you know, I took second in the Eastern Grand Nationals one year. We went all over the country, and it was time to move up. And uh, we actually made a fake birth certificate so I could race at Manzanita. <laughs> I was I was 11 years old, and we the, the guy we bought the, my first mini sprint from was a printer. So he kind of doctored up just that one number that made me a few years older so I could go racing at Manzanita. Because you had to be, what, 14, right? You had to be 14 to run Manzanita. And I, I'll never forget this night. I won at Manzanita. I was... I was 12 at the time and you know we used to all stop with the frustrated way the fans would come down I remember these two old timers come down right. and they're like how old are you son and I said I'm 14 sir and they looked at me and they go how old your mama say and I was like 12 <laughs> but uh, you know we went into the mini sprints and it was a dream to race sprint cars I mean right. being being in the pits with my dad we had this old crappy trailer the tailgate used to fall down but we had a beautiful race car and 
I mean, we'd watch the sprint cars coming off the racetrack idling, just thumping away, the dust coming off the cars, parking next to us, they're obnoxiously loud. I mean, just everything about sprint car racing excited me. And, you know, my mom worked for UPS, my dad was a bricklayer. We weren't rich people. So we raced mini sprints, we put everything we had into it, and... Uh, my dad finally told me in 2009 if I wanted to further my racing, I'd find a way to do it on my own. And luckily, I, I got hired on with Double D Motorsports in the mini sprint and just kept pushing. You know, I used to think all the time, man, I'd win all these races in a mini sprint and, and I'd have like one person come down and shake my hand. I just think, man, is anybody watching? And, and let me tell you, they were. I used to th get down on myself like, man, am I ever going to get that chance? But, you know, for, for young kids that are trying to make it, people are watching. So I finally got that opportunity in uh, 2013, I believe, 2012 to get in the sprint car. That's awesome. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I mean, as somebody that is in the stands and talks to a lot of people, I mean, with just with me working with the sponsorships with Mike Martin, you know, it's it's amazing who's out there watching and who wants to get involved in the sport. So that's why you got to keep your head down. And I mean, you know, Stevie's back running Indiana because of that stuff and everything. So it's out there, man. Just keep trucking, definitely. But so we were kind of talking off air. I like that you brought up Mike Martin there. We were talking talk about a little run in that you and the Magic Man had back in I hot and hot laughs of all I was, places. I was trying to avoid this, but I oh, knew no, it was going to get brought no. up. And, and hot laughs of all places, you had a run-in with the Magic Man. And, you know, when I was on Outside Can, I was usually doing stuff for Mike, running on social media channels, telling dirty jokes and trying to make him laugh because he, I mean, he gets riled up. I ain't going to lie. But <laughs> Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> so, so after hot laps, you guys, like, get into each other, and you actually came over to the trailer, you and Bob Bishop at the time, back at uh, Prescott Valley. Uh, you in the trailer, I just remember, like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just sitting there scraping mud off the car, and I hear Mike, get the F out of here, and then, like, Steve comes up, like, knows what the time, man, and we had a pretty good... I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I was in the trailer and I saw an angry driver walking towards Mike, because I don't go searching for stuff, Jason. When I was there, so is that what happened, or did I come after you? No. no I mean, it, it, it was a deal like this. Bob had just put a brand new car together, and we go out for high laps. It's like the first or second lap, and Mike just door slammed me. I believe it was going into three, and it was like one thing after another with Mike that year. Mike away from the racetrack is the nicest guy in the world. And it was like on the track, he was like a magnet. It was just nonstop. I mean, it took me out one time coming off the racetrack and I just, I had had enough. And, and it was in hot laps of all times. Like it means nothing. And I told Bob, I've had it. And I said, I'm gonna go talk to him. And I went up in the trailer and I was like, Mike, are we done? Are we done with this game? And uh, he was—he kind of looked at me like, man, you got balls to be in here. And I, I just wanted to know if we were done. I didn't want to scream at him. I didn't want to yell at him. I just wanted to know if we were done running into each other. Because I was. And, uh, you know, Steve, you're, you're not a little guy. And, uh, I know. Oh, I you know. know. <laughs> you know, Bob, I think he's still got a little fire in him. But I was definitely outnumbered. And uh, I, I said what I had to say. And, and Mike did too, and, and it was over then, and it was great. I'm actually glad I went in there and talked to him, but the, the funniest part was Bob Bishop stayed in the trailer to yep. talk to Mike, yeah, yeah. and they were talking, and Jason Rominger comes up all orange shoes, and he goes, hey, Bob, you got to get out of here. Yeah. And Mike looks at Jason, and he goes, no, Jason, you get out of my face. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm well, talking to Bob. Well, that's what was funny. <laughs> well, that's what was funny. Like, I, I think I walked out after you did, because... Let me put it this way for everybody, because I had an issue with I, I had a, I had an issue with Bruce. Like my job, I felt like my job in those circumstances wasn't to protect Mike; it was to protect you from what was coming from two racers that were highly energetic at the moment. And it's like, and all I mean by it's not the time now is Mike's pissed off, and he's going to say something that you probably are going to get pissed off about. Well, so, so that, that's kind of what it, that's kind of where I'm just like I actually I remember th that <laughs> night verbatim because Mike was Mike was kind of high strung that night because we go out for wheel packing and we have this fuel leak right so I'm like ah shit I should like do something uh, you know was that the night it was leaking all over yeah so this fuel's like leaking all over right and well I'm the only some bitch that can fit in there. So I'm like down in there, you know, trying to get this thing out. And, you know, Mike's like, hey, what the hell are you not even doing it right? I'm like, dude, righty tighty, lefty loosey, some bitch is off. Like, here, take it, you know, like, give me the new thing. <laughs> so I'm like, 
the only one to get down in there. So he was already kind of high strung. And he's like, we got, we go for hot laps. Like, yeah, we're good for hot laps. We out for hot laps. And then, you know, that happens. So, I mean, it was just like, oh my gosh. I remember I was like, see that coming? I was like, great. Like, is this just going to be tonight now? Like, well, I was, I remember, <laughs> I, I remember standing like where the trailer ends and somebody goes, somebody said like, so-and-so is coming. And I, and I remember specifically saying, now that I look back on it, I remember specifically saying, is this a problem? And somebody's like, I think it is. So I was like, all right. That's probably Dave Landis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who it was, but somebody was like, this might be a problem. Because I didn't even see the hot laps. I had no idea what was going on. You know, I, I was getting yelled at about the fuel line, I'm sure, or something. But no, I, like I said, I, I always just try to stand there and just make sure it doesn't get out of hand. Because like I said, it's I, I know how race car drivers are and, and things like that. So it's just funny. But I haven't got feedback from people that are like, good thing you were there. I would have done something. And I'm like, I wouldn't have stopped. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop you from doing something. I was just going to. But I do remember when you left, I walked out, too, because Mike was like, he can stay. Because I was even like, you got to go, too. And Mike was like, he can stay. So you got to like, go, too, right. old man. <laughs> you know what? I, I, honestly, I honestly think it was just a discussion we needed to have. No, totally. and, I really do. And I, I, actually, I actually fully support it. And, like, you know, and, and stuff like that. It, like I said, it's just the out of handness. Like, you, you know how drivers are. I mean,. I, get, I, I won't name names, but another driver actually came storming in one time where it was like, oh, man, this, I don't know what's about to happen, but it's about something, something's getting thrown on somebody's head here in a second, you know, and it was just, and all I wanted to do was talk, you know, and that's what I just mean by now's not the time. Everybody needs to take a deep breath and then we can talk about it. So out of that, I mean, obviously you remember that one, which is just a weird random hot lap thing. Uh, I've seen you, you know, get into it a few times. I mean, you and Dustin Corbin have had some dust ups in the mini sprints. I, I remember my, my first year announcing there like is, is there any like kind of I guess mini rivalry that you've had that sticks out to you well I think you got me mixed up with my brother on that deal oh was Kyle, was Kyle always going out this, with Dustin it's it's Kyle and Dustin uh-huh. See, I, I, I could have sworn you guys this, had something this happens a lot people are like hey you got this going I'm like no that's not me you guys I mean I, people forget I took like four years off of racing when I was in college and they're like I'm like I wasn't even here that's my brother guys so no Dustin and I actually graduated high school together we went to Centennial High School in Peoria and uh, we raced all the way through our high school years and, and up until even today uh, I actually have a lot of respect for Dustin on the racetrack we've had some awesome battles back and forth through the years of mini sprints and now up into the sprint cars uh so no, if you ask me if I had any issues with Dustin, the answer is no. Me and Dustin have always raced great together. My brother and Dustin, man, that's their business. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't getting involved in it. Yeah, I I got my own battles out there, but and that's the way it is. My brother's got his own. Kyle's team is separate from mine. He owns his. I own mine. If he needs help, I'll help him. But that's that's the way that it is, you know. Oh hell yeah, definitely. So. Anyways, here at Arizona Speed, we're obviously gearing up for the Leland Expanding Classic this week. Uh, do you know Leland, like, on a name-to-name basis? you have any, like, cool you know stories the, with Leland? Man, Leland is one of my heroes. And uh, the first year they did the Leland, they actually called it the Leland Legacy the first two years. This is the third year they've done it. it was yeah, they've called race. it, like, four things this week because it used to be an ASCS <laughs> race. And right. that's a non so, race. And they told me, you know, the Internet had Leland Expanding Tribute. I make this thing for Leland Expanding tribute no it's Liam McSpadden classic two years ago it was you know Liam McSpadden and, you know like what the heck yeah, we've, we've redone a lot of promotional material this week I've been working a lot this week Josh I'm, I'm high strung right now sorry so the, the Leland legacy is, is actually my very first wing race now I didn't get a practice session or nothing in the wing car I got fitted in the race car we put it together and we went racing and uh, hot laps was a disaster but by the third or fourth lap I, I had it ripping pretty good and uh, the luck came with me on my pill draws all night I tagged, her, I tagged the heat race I ran good and uh, I made the top 8 redraw entry number 1 I started on the pole and I took off and I led 21 out of 25 laps I was hanging on for dear life I never got so fast in my life <laughs> and I thought man I'm going to win the Leland and I swung out past the lap car I I did a non-wing side job in a wing car. That doesn't work. Right, <laughs> doesn't right. Work. It doesn't work out. And, uh, and I lost it. And uh, I remember that night was the first time that I ever actually had a, a full conversation with Leland other than just shaking his hand. And and it was like, man, I'm embarrassed because I'm standing in front of one of my heroes and he's telling me how I stepped on my dick tonight. And it was like, man, 
you know, it was just, it was like, I mean, he was proud of me. He was like, I've done it a million times, Josh. He's like, you ain't got to worry about. But, you know, it would have been cool to win that race. Leland is an all-around cool guy. I thought it was awesome getting to meet him and to honor him those three races. You know, he came around and talked to all of us and he was at the driver's meeting and stuff. And, you know, he still supports the racers. I mean, oh, I don't think people realize that some of the lap sponsors that came from last year's event and this year's event were Leland's doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, my respect for the Tempe Tornado is second to none. Definitely, yeah. And uh, obviously, I mean, the Tempe Tornado, that's just such a badass nickname. It's like, yeah. I own this city. I'm the Tempe Tornado. I mean, you yourself, you have a pretty badass nickname too, man. How'd that come about? The Prez. You know, the, the Prez is an awesome deal. Um, my buddy, our buddy, uh, Casey Hosford. <laughs> When I, was I don't claim to know him that, that much. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the Challenge Cup Series, I, I think we run, we won 10 out of the 20 races that year. And uh, Kyle, my brother Kyle and Casey used to sit together in the stands when I was racing. And Casey says, you know what? He goes, Josh runs this shit. He goes, he runs this series. He's the prez. And he never calls me Josh. He calls me Prez. And it stuck. And it got to you, Jason. You made it a big deal. And I thought it was pretty cool. And, and it stuck ever since. <laughs> I, I remember him coming up because I went back to your trailer one before a race. And he's like, yo, man, Josh Shipley, that dude's the Prez. You know how, like, he kind of talks and he, like, smokes his, he used to smoke his cigarette, you know. He got his lip with his little mustache. Like, the guy's the Prez. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, I'll send it. You know, like, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, between between you and Casey, that's how it got to be known. <laughs> I'm glad I can help out with something. <laughs> All right, so let, so uh, I've been. Are you are you on Twitter? I am. Are you following the at nineties WWE account? I don't think so. Oh my god, Dude. solid gold. I'm not. A, I'm not a rate. I'm not a. I'm not like a diehard wrestling guy at all and I cannot get away I cannot get enough of this of this uh, Twitter page so this well, I, I like wrestling so yeah so you'll love it even more yeah. so this Twitter at 90s WWE started like less than a month ago it already has like a hundred over a hundred thousand I think a hundred twenty five thousand now yeah followers but it's it's just like videos like 90s wrestling like who's your favorite 90s wrestler The Hulk, baby. So we asked Ty this last week. He said Macho Man, and you said the Hulk. So we have the Mega Powers. Are you like a fan of Red and Yellow Hulk or NWO Hulk? Red and Yellow Hulk. Old school original Hulk. I actually, I I listened to the podcast last week with Ty on, and I've been, he's going around. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what me and Jason are going to be for Halloween. I really like. So, so, so you're still a wrestling fan? I, I'm still a wrestling fan. I watch it as much as I used to. Everybody loves The Rock. Um, you know, he was one of my favorites. I haven't set up with it recently. But, you know, back in the 90s, I used to watch a lot with my dad. Remember the Bushwhackers? Oh, oh yeah. the Bushwhackers, yes. yeah. Yes. Was it Ty and Luke? Was it? Yeah. Who cares? They were the Bushwhackers, man. No, it was Butch and Luke. Butch and Luke. The Bushwhackers. Did they have, like, missing teeth and stuff? Yeah, they had, like, miss, missing teeth. They used to, like, <laughs> yeah, do their they, hands really... Yeah, and they you, walked in. No, you ever go to D-backs game and see them do that hand thing? That's, like, the Bushwhacker thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta check out this site, man. Like I said, I'm not... Like, I pay attention to wrestling, you know? Like, Jason drags me into watching events. Or Royal whatever. Rumble next year. Yeah. You, you gonna be there at Chase Field with us? <laughs> We're gonna have we're gonna have a racing with Jason and main event podcast get together the Royal Rumble this year. That's right. Nice. Looking forward to it. <laughs> no, check out at nineties WWE and uh, where can people uh, find you at on Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Shipley Racing. On Facebook, I'm Joshua Shipley Racing, and uh, on LinkedIn, Joshua Shipley. And I, I do have an Instagram at jshipleyracing. Know the pros? What the hell? Nope. I know. Right? I, gotta that, I gotta get that worked in there. Yeah, you gotta get that worked in there somehow. It's all self-branding, man. So, self-branding. so we actually do have a few questions for you from the Facebook land. This is where the, like, the episode starts getting weird. And we're kind of going a little bit over, but whatever. Hell with it. It's my podcast. I do what I want to. So the, the, the Flying Burrito, your boy, our boy, J- right. James Aragon, he just asked a simple question. Shaken or stirred. I know you're drinking Coors Light, so you don't like that shaken. Uh, I guess this is about your whiskey. What do you like? Shaken. Don't shake or stir whiskey. 
No, you just pour it on the rocks and drink. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> well, when was the last time you had like a straight tequila nut? Oh, uh, man. Uh, straight tequila night. Who sings that song? Uh, I, 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 uh, I had a rough Friday a couple months ago, and uh, we got the tailgaters here in Surprise. And uh, it wasn't tequila, but it was a rum and coke night. And you know the thing with rum and cokes are, it starts off tasting like rum and cokes, but after a while, it tastes just like cokes. So they go down way too fast, and <laughs> next thing you know, you need a little help getting out of the bar. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I've been there. <laughs> Jason calls that Tuesday night. Just so you yeah. know, <laughs> Tuesday hell, <laughs> rum and cokes on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the last question from Facebook? No, Facebook we also piece? have one that just popped up, actually, with, like, five minutes before we went live here. Or not live. Well, we're live. People yeah, aren't going to hear this live. Yeah. yeah. You're going to hear this on, like, an hour tape delay because i got to get it uploaded. Uh, <laughs> so, Christy Ann Romero wants to know, name five drivers, past or present, you would love to race against non-wing sprint car. Non-wing sprint car. You know, I have to say... Uh, Leland McSpadden, the gas man Richard Griffin, uh, Kyle Larson. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you know, you gotta have the people's champ. He is the winningest non-ring sprint car driver of all time. Yep, Dave and, Darling. You know, I'm gonna throw this out there, but, but my brother Kyle, just because <laughs> we can put on such a good race. Yeah, you guys do definitely put on a good show. I'll give you that. Man. Yeah. Kyle Larson, when's the last time he was in a non-ring sprint car? It's been a few years. I wonder. I, I bet you he could still do it, though. Oh yeah, he could probably still do it, but I don't. I just don't know with that whole sponsorship and everything. I bet you he could still wheel it. That's for damn sure. I I, I think those five guys right there. That'd be a pretty awesome show. They'd probably spank me and Kyle, but we'd be putting on a good race while it's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's flip that. Let's go wing sprint car now. Oh, I mean, first off, you got to go with Donnie Shots. Right. I knew it was gonna be your number one. And, and, and the King. And Sammy, of course. I mean, those are the three of all time. Um, I really like the Steel City, the Steel City Outlaw, Paul Schaefer. He's he's right now probably my favorite race car driver in, in the wing cars. And um, you know, that last one's a tough one. Uh, probably Danny Lasowski, the dude. The dude. Oh man, I remember when the dude came away to the wrestling world a few years ago. I thought it was badass. I got to meet the dude. You know, but he was like way past uh, his prime, so it was kind of like, cool, what's up, you know? <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, the Slick 50 was coming into town at Canyon, the World of Outlaws. 1992, and right? I, right. And a, a bunch of the teams that were planning to come here for that, I think it was two or three weeks, whatever, however long it was, was coming out and would run SCOA with our local guys. And Dan Lasowski came out in a five car, and he lapped the field. Jeez. I had never seen a display of driving like that in my life. The guys that I was, you know, looking up to, like Calvin Landis, I'm like, man, this is unbelievable. And I've been a Dan Lasowski fan ever since. Oh, hell yeah. What? So outside of, you know, like, just like the dirt realm or whatever, like, who were, like, some of your racing heroes and stuff like that? Like, did you ever, like, watch NASCAR and have, like, you know, Earnhardt, Gordon, all that stuff? Like, I've always been true to the Black Three. I mean, uh, one of my favorite childhood memories is is my dad and I going down to San Chevrolet, hanging out on the sidewalk at Grand Avenue for, like, two hours <laughs> waiting to meet Dale Earnhardt. Oh, yeah. And, uh, my dad had his hat signed by Dale Earnhardt that day, and I mean, I was like blown away. I mean, there was the car, there was Dale Earnhardt, my dad. I mean, it was it was a day that I still can can remember vividly. I actually still have that hat in my living room, hanging on one of my trophies. Uh, Dale Earnhardt was my hero, you know. Growing up, we watched NASCAR every Sunday. Uh, he's who we cheered for, and yeah. and I'll be honest with you, NASCAR is not anything that really interests me anymore. It's boring to me. But um, I think that when we lost Dale, NASCAR went down. Jeff Gordon is somebody I, I respect. I he can't take anything away from he's done what what he's done because of his background and things like that coming from the dirt. But it just hasn't been the same without Dale. Oh, he's yeah. my favorite NASCAR star. 
Yeah, Dale was always, I mean, that's the thing that's like, I think it's funny because, I mean, there's difference in like, you know, obviously sprint car guys, like dirt guys going to stock cars or, you know, just straight stock car guys. Dale was just a stock car guy and he, you know, he understood what stock car racing needed, I felt like. So he kind of knew like, you know, he'd get people's ears and stuff like that. And now you like you see like any time a non-stock car guy says something, because a lot of these guys come from dirt. I mean, Clint Bohr used to run Modifieds. Uh, Ryan Newman used to run, you know, sprint cars. Jeff Gordon ran some sprint car stuff. Kyle Larson, obviously, I mean, dude's the effing man when he gets into a sprint car still. Uh, so you see all these guys like moving up. I mean, Casey Kane, he moved up. Now he's retiring after the end of this year. So you see all these dirt guys coming in now. And I feel like when they talk stock car racing, they're like, they just talk generalization as racing as a whole, I feel like. It was like, this is what racing as a whole needs. But I, I think there's different stuff that what asphalt stock car racing needs. And I think Dale understood that. I, I do too. I do too. So, I, I, go ahead. I think he brought he brought that edge to NASCAR, and uh, and that edge I think is lost. You know. Oh hell yeah, man! I mean, I I, I I'm gonna tell you right now. I used to hate Kyle Busch with a passion, but I love the hell out of Kyle Busch now because he does bring that edgy personality and he don't give two shakes. He kind of reminds me of the Prez, Josh Shipley. He don't care. <laughs> Except you're you're a lot more friendlier uh, to talk to after a race after you lost <laughs> after after a few beers. That's what they need to do in NASCAR. They need to just like have guys after the race. You are mandatory hang out outside of your holler for an hour, drink cold beers, and talk to people from there. And that's what it should be. And that's one thing that I strive on. Good or bad night, I always try to talk to the fans that come down. And I, I wish, you know, you you gotta let them know a little more, Jason, to have the fans come down after the races, because we enjoy that. It's nice to put the face with the racer, and we're there to shake everybody's hands. Good or bad night, we want to meet the fans. And they they and put, they promote I, it. They, they promote I like how they put. Right. I like how they put shit on me know, here. Right? Like, Jason, make sure you tell them. Yeah, I mean they they promote <laughs> they they promote it left and right. And I think um, yeah, there's one thing that you know I. Uh, you know, I'd like to see the track do more, like when people are coming in and everything, because, um, yeah, it's definitely, I know I know when I was sponsoring, you know, Mike and stuff like that and working with those guys, it, it was always kind of disappointing seeing everybody leaving instead of going down to the well, pits Well, one thing, speaking of that, so one thing I saw today. Uh-oh, here we go. Was, so Jeff Gluck, who is now like the biggest dirt car guy in the world after going to Knoxville, <laughs> last night went to a World of Outlaws show up in Portland. Or Washington, somewhere. Oh, yeah. went, went up wherever, watched World of Alice, where they raced last night. And he said, done by 9.30. And I saw, you know, somebody tweeted out and said, we've got to get more promoters getting us done by 9.30 because, like, the pits get packed. Like, World of Outlaw Nights, the pits are packed. We keep having these, you know, divisions where we run, like, you know, four or five divisions a night. That's just like, what the heck? So, Josh Shipley, if you were a promoter of a dirt track, what is the preferred number of divisions you would run? <laughs> I probably wouldn't run any more than three. And, you know, I, I went to a lot of different racetracks across the Midwest here this past month. My man. Through Indiana, Missouri, and then up to Knoxville. And you know what, in Knoxville, you're, you're out of there by 9 or 9.30. Right. But let me tell you something about Knoxville. It takes no time to push sprint cars off. No time. Yeah. And they don't do a track prep. They prep it once and they're done. And they actually have so many push trucks at Knoxville that they have a waiting list to get on that list. They push all the cars off at one time. One car per, or one push truck per car, that's it. And it launches them. And the, the racing goes so smooth. Where, like, I was at I 55 for the Ironman 55. It was a fantastic race. But they ran two divisions and they did three track preps in one night. I was there till almost two o'clock in the morning oh, yeah. and watched two divisions. So, you know, in places like Arizona, it's tough to keep the moisture in the racetrack. We're in the desert. But places in the Midwest, I mean, they'll do a track prep before the main events, but it's quick. They got three or four tractors out there. They whip it out in 15 or 20 minutes. Enough time to go pee and get a beer. You're back racing. You're out of there by 10 or 1030. And and that, I think that we're, I know why the promoters have to do it here, but max. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I I like how you mentioned whipping it out. Uh, When was the last time we had a Tinder date? (laughs) (laughs) Tinder date. Uh... Never a Tinder date, but uh, 
you know, I got a good story about a date about you, Jason. So it's one of the podcasts. I've told you the story. You were there. You lived it. Oh yeah. I was at. You know, this is this is a good story for the fans. It's just classic, just us being young. So, so, so I was coming from another concert in Scottsdale. At I, I came from a. I went to a Cody Johnson concert with one of my buddies. And he was playing at the steakhouse in Scottsdale, and then I drove out west, and I'll let you pick it up. Yeah, so so uh, there was another concert, and I want to say it was like Chris Young or Eli, Eli Young. No, I thought it was like, uh, who was it? Who does that? Randy Hauser, right? The yeah, boots, Randy, the Hauser, guy. Randy yeah. Hauser was there. So uh, it was at Toby Keith uh, out on the west side. So, you know, there's not much room between the stage and the bar. Well, as the more people got there, it got more and more packed. I kept getting shuffled back, me and my date. Well, finally I'm up against the bar, we're out of room, and this guy keep guy and his girlfriend are dancing in front of me, and, and, like, they just keep running into me and running into me. And I was like, hey, man, cool, you know? I mean, I get it, we're having a good time, everybody's dancing, whatever, but it was starting to get obnoxious. Well, then, this guy... I mean, he grabs my package. I'm like, what the? And I shove him off me. And right standing next to me is the is the uh, the bouncer. And he's like, hey, no pushing. And I'm like, dude, just grab my junk, man. This that ain't cool. And then he's like, did he really? And you chimed in. You were right there hanging out with us. And he goes, you grabbed mine too. And they kicked the guy out. Man, it was awesome. <laughs> you usually when guys grab Jason's junk, he gets all excited about it and makes out with them. So. <laughs> Well, lucky for you, that didn't go on. Yeah, that was a change of pace for the night. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it that night. So <laughs> that's a great story. Oh man, little Josh. I guess we'll leave you at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how we go past that. Yeah, I do appreciate you coming on here, my man. Uh, I mean, obviously you got some sponsors that help you get up and down the roads out here in Arizona. Uh, by all means, man, give them a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank Speed Sports for, for giving me this opportunity that we have ahead of us for the rest of the year. Um, I want to thank Bob Christie with Christie Grading and Paving, uh, Aero Armor, Aircraft Detailing Products, uh, Hendrickson Construction, and, and I want to thank uh, Alan and Kayleen for the opportunity they've given me the last two years. I've had a lot of fun with them, and, and uh, I appreciate them believing in me and giving me that chance. So um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. We still got t-shirts for sale? I still got t-shirts for sale. Come on down uh, anytime. We got them for sale for 20 bucks. Get uh, sizing all the way up. All right. And where can everybody uh, once again find you out on uh, the social medias? Yeah. Um, the main place is Joshua Shipley Racing on Facebook. That's where I, I kind of strive on it. I do a little bit on Twitter, at Shipley Racing. Uh, Instagram is Jay Shipley Racing. And then LinkedIn is Joshua Shipley. All right. Awesome stuff, man. Sounds good. Appreciate you coming out. Uh, I hope I get to see you next weekend uh, racing, uh, not just uh, being a spectator in the stands, but I'm sure you'll definitely be a spectator and uh, we'll drink some cold beer here in the next couple weekends, right? Yeah, well, either way, I'll be there and uh, plan on being you know, spectating at the Leland. Uh, and I hope my buddy Ty can pick up win number two this year and we'll drink some beer. All right, man. Sounds good. Appreciate you coming on. Awesome. We'll see you, Jason. Bye-bye. That was Josh Shipley. Check for him. Uh, driving for uh, the Speed Sport Hot Rod uh, later on uh, this year. So, uh, going to be doing some wing racing on that. And also, uh, busting out his non-wing, hopefully, uh, for the USAC Hawthorne Classic coming up at the end of the month. As we have a lot of uh, cool things actually coming up at Arizona Speedway, Stephen. Yes. We do. Uh, you're not going to be out there this weekend, no. but I uh, do want to make sure everybody joins us this Saturday night. The Leland McSpadden Classic is going to be in town. You got the stars of USAC Southwest Sprint Car Series. They're going to be invading Arizona Speedway once again. First time, I believe, since like June 6th. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we're going to be celebrating the career of the Tempe Tornado, who is, uh, he's, he's still a badass, man. Like, you, a lot of people say, like, you, you get wiser with age, but I don't know. Like, he just gets, like, more badass with age, just legal and McSpadden. And also going to have uh, dwarf cars on hand, pure stocks, and bombers. Uh, visit ArizonaSpeedway.net for more info. Uh, Leland McSpadden Classic. Man, it's going to be a fun one uh, this weekend. Excited to see uh, some non-wing uh, USAC uh, sprint cars back in action. Um, actually, I had a chance to go out there this weekend to Casa Grande. Decided not to. Uh, decided to go out to uh, Canyon Speedway Park, man, and watch the uh, 100 lapper uh, stock car shootout. I'll tell you what, man. 100 laps came down to literally inches on a Sunday night. 
Really? Yeah, actually, uh, I didn't hear how it finished. I didn't. I didn't go. Uh, weather was moving in, and I decided not to get, not to head out there. And have a, <laughs> You're like, it's gonna rain. You're yeah, wasting your time. <laughs> I know. So uh, I didn't tag along, but um, yeah, I never heard how it ended. So um, yeah, man, George Rosen beat Cody Center out to the line, man. I mean, freaking great race. They were going at it all. There was actually those two and one other driver. I don't remember the other driver's name off the top of my head, uh, but it came down to literally three of them were going at it the entire time. Excellent. Uh, George Rosen. Ended up winning and uh, picking up the W, so yeah. that was pretty awesome to How see. How many cars did they end up with with that? Uh, it was only like 18, man, which I mean, it's kind of sad. I mean, based off years that we've like, I mean, I remember the first time like Kevin Montgomery decided to do it, the 100 lapper on Labor Day weekend, man, we had like 30 something cars, like 35 yeah, cars. Yeah. We had like qualifying night and then, yeah. you know, X amount of cars, which I mean, kind of sucks, but it is what it is. So I mean, I'm not going to fault him, but it was great night of racing out there and like, always good to catch up with uh, Tony Steele and the boys and uh, Doug Gabbard and everybody out there. Uh, do want to remind you fans next weekend racing with jason we're going on the road next uh wednesday at night please join us i'll be hanging out with the boys down at central arizona speedway drivers crews family friends and fans for a fun night september the 12th 5 to 8 p.m at boston's pizza uh 804 north catcheris court in casa grand uh so uh be a fun night right there if you ride the speedway on the back of your receipt, they will actually give 10% back to go into the driver's points funds. So uh, there's going to be a couple yeah, of cars excellent. out there uh, for a display and flyers and stuff like that. So uh, come out to uh, Boston's Gourmet Pizza. Can't wait to uh, get out there and uh, take uh, the show on the road for the first time. Woohoo! Yes, it'll be exciting and uh, see how it uh, how the setup goes. We'll be testing the setup for the first time, but it'll be awesome. And it's probably the only Boston's in uh, Casa Grand, I'm sure. So I'm sure it'll be Yeah, fine, <laughs> I don't so. think there's a whole lot of Boston's out there in Casa Grand, <laughs> but uh, definitely going to be fun time. Well, that'll be exciting seeing all the drivers outside the element and uh, talking to a lot of those guys and, uh, you know, just uh, having a good night away from the racetrack and supporting them with uh, receipts and uh, 10% back and everything. Yeah, good food, good, uh, hopefully have a good beer, I don't know, but I'm about out of my keystones here, so we got to call it a night here. <laughs> but I do want to thank you uh, fans for listening along, whatever you're listening along. Hopefully it's on you know, Podbean, iTunes, whatever we are on uh, both those platforms right now. Make sure uh, by all means you do uh, continue to like our page, share it with your friends, say, hey man, this guy he does a badass podcast because I know I do and you know it too um, coming up uh, this month man it's a big getting ready for big sprint car month in September for uh, us personally Arizona Speedway like I said this week we have the Lilo McSpadden Classic with the non-wing USAC 360s next week ASCS wing sprint car is going to be in the house and then two weeks from that two day show Hall of Fame Classic USAC CRA a lot of the guys from Cali coming down going to be racing with uh, our local boys as well so it's going to be a fun two nights of racing for the Hall of Fame Classic and all that jazz so uh, thanks for listening once again God really quick Uh, one more thing is um, if if you like the racing videos and you like to see the races out at Arizona Speedway, we do video them out there for uh, that speed track, and we do put them up at GestaltConstruction.com or Gestalt Production. Uh, sorry, not construction. yeah, we sorry. have a couple companies we're working on. Sorry, I have, I have wrong companies. Furnished left. GestaltProduction.com, and then also the YouTube page. If you subscribe to the YouTube page, which gets you that, you get the alerts when new videos go up every week, uh, especially going into this racing season. Here, videos are going to be up. Uh, heat, everything's going to be up there we're working on some things for later on in the season uh second two weeks three weeks from now uh some additional driver stuff in the pits that'll be great to be on there so subscribe to the youtube page and sorry to interrupt jason go ahead yeah make sure if you do subscribe to the page it gets us money we can quit our day jobs so do that all right we'd love to quit things this is our day job (laughs) oh yeah anyways god bless you for listening god bless the troops and god bless america